Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hi, welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. It's February and it is Heart Health Month and Valentine's is right around the corner. So Amy and I are all about the heart today. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been talking about. You know, last year for Valentine's Day, we did a special with our hubbies. Yes. We brought them both in and talked to them. And we want to do that again soon too, just so everyone can kind of touch base. An annual checkup on our... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And what's changed and... Um, they both learned and grown and evolved a lot in the last year. Yeah. I mean, you see us, we put ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are on our sleeves, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Theirs Mm -hmm. aren't, so you can see. Um, but I don't know, something about talking about the heart, both physically and emotionally and on a little bit more of a spiritual level. Energetically. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Is what's speaking to us right Mm -hmm. now. So Mm -hmm. we kind of wanted to get into that a little bit. It is um, really at the core of so many things we do or talk about. Either comes the heart or the emotion of love. Mm -hmm. So often, no matter whom we're talking to or what we're talking about, one of those two things comes up or in some combination. Why I think that is, and this is just my own personal opinion, is the heart is the most important organ in our body. And it's the most important energy center in our body. Not that the others aren't and they all need to be in balance, but it's the, um, it's such a communicator of information, incoming information and outgoing information. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people are probably questioning that statement right there. But let's like, talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about what you mean by energy centers and messaging centers. So we have the different chakras in our body. But really, two very key ones that we know about are the heart and the brain. Correct. Or the head and yes. the heart, sharp, you know, chakra yes. terms in medical terms or mm-hmm. organ terms, the heart and the brain. Most everyone knows that the brain puts out electromagnetic signals and frequencies. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's as widely known that the heart does as well, but that is getting more well known. That's We've talked a lot about um, the Heart Math Institute. And that is an organization, and you can go to heartmath.com, and I think we have at least one article reprinted from their website on our website. You can find the link to that. They have been, I think, somewhere around 40 years now researching the heart and the signals it sends out. And what science actually knows now is everyone knows that the brain sends messages to the heart. We now know that not only does the heart send messages to the brain continuously, the heart sends even more messages to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. Correct. And the heart, the energy of the heart emanates 5,000 times more than the energy of the brain. 
That's amazing. Right. So when information is coming into the body, I call it kind of the outside noise, whether that's energy information, stuff you're hearing, it's anything we're inputting into our body in that way, not necessarily digesting, but in, you know, information coming into the body that is received by the heart before it is received by the brain. Well, that makes sense with yes. what I've read on the Heart Math Institute yes. too, that the brain is constantly sending, I mean, the heart is constantly sending signals Messages out to the, to the brain. brain because it's the initial receiver. It's the initial receiver. So when it receives the information, not only is it receiving it, it's filtering it. So it is filtering out things that you don't want in and filtering in things that you do want. That is something that you very much have control over. It's kind of oh, when people say resonate with your heart or, or find your heart, it's finding this place of peace mm-hmm. and love and understanding. Um, it's not a fear-based emotion. So when you actively decide what you want your body to receive, you intentionally feel those things. And sometimes that's harder than others, mm-hmm. right? So if you want your body to find peace, joy, love, then the heart needs to filter out the other stuff, send the message of peace, joy, love to the brain, which does create a physical response of a hormones reaction in the body, right? There are five hormones that the heart regulates. And so as the like, dopamine hormone is released mm-hmm. that makes us happy, that sort of hormone When it is released to the brain, the brain sends the signal to the body, okay, we're happy, so we don't need to overwork our immune system, therefore increase more inflammation in our body, which therefore increases disease in the body. So the heart center, the brain, the way it all communicates, the output is your overall health. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not saying that the healthier person is more heart-centered. I'm just saying that we have control over our physical bodies. And I do think that like, as we get older and we age, we, there's more coming in at us. And I think it's harder, or I'm finding it a little challenging to maybe filter. Some days you filter better than others. Okay, so here's... Again, I'm going back to the Heart Math Institute mm-hmm. where I've been all over their website, right? And so anything I'm saying, verify there, check it out there, go to the source. I'm just kind of just, reconveying right. what I have read. But um, so something that they spend a lot of time looking at is it's called heart rate variability. And, you know, in the past, I mean, you know, way in the past, when you think about the heartbeat, boom, 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 boom boom, boom. It's been thought of kind of in a very regular, systematic, almost metronomic way. Like it's a robot. Like you set it to this rate and it's just at this rate. Or you set it to that rate, just that rate. There's actually a lot of variability in that as we go um, through our day or respond to these different stimuli that you're talking about. And what you can have control over, and again, the HeartMath Institute, as well as Dr. Joe Dispenza and tons of other people, Greg Braden, have really shown with studies and scientific research is that you can affect your heart rate and definitely decrease that variability. Try to get a more consistent um, homeostatic 
um, condition in your body so that when those stimuli come in, that's how when you're saying you can choose them or control them a little bit, I think that's part of how you do it. And, you know, a term that a lot of people use for this is heart-brain coherence, too. Um, You're getting into a pattern of what goes in and comes out is that much better flow. Um, Meditative techniques are really good for achieving that. And there are a lot of guided meditations out there as well as, you know, your own personal meditations. And so I really would encourage you to check out heartmath.com and look into this. They even have some devices that can help you. Um, measure your heart rate variability to see when you're in a state of high coherence versus low coherence. And like, let me, I'm trying to think of what you said that made me think, well, let's flip that narrative. Cause you said like, maybe a lot of people don't realize that it can affect them, but think of it this way. Think about the time that let's say you start your day and you're running late Or maybe you made a big mistake, like I totally forgot to do that paper for school or that project for work or, oh my goodness, I forgot to pick my kid up at school. I mean, maybe something big where you have that adrenal response Mm -hmm. kind of and, and your heart's just fluttering or maybe you hear some bad news. Think about how often that happens and it affects the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you feel like you're in a brain fog or you're not as productive or you have a bad morning or get some bad news. And so I know I have this happen for me all the time. Yeah. Then I have such a hard time finishing an article or even maybe paying bills effectively. Something that would seem mundane. I just can't get it done. That's what we're talking about. You know, where when you're in a flow of things just going really smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I like then how, other things will go more smoothly. I like how you were talking about the tools, right? Mm-hmm. The meditation, the tools to kind of get there because it's not human nature or natural for us that when these stressors come in, that we immediately go to this place of calm. That's not right. natural. Right. So yeah. in order to get better at that, to find that, that's where the practice comes in. It's kind of like the athlete. Yeah, they might be natural athletes, but they're not naturally going to be at the level of a professional athlete. It took a lot of work and practice to get there. This is the same. Conditioning their heart. It's the same thing. Yeah, Yeah, it is the exact same thing. It's practice. It's it's putting the effort in every day. And, And I don't want to say that as a bad term. It's just that it's it's interesting. Somebody had recently said, you know, the thoughts are always coming in. They're always there. They're always coming in. So guess what? You can practice all day long oh, your yeah. thoughts. You mm-hmm. can practice this sort of like, oh, oh, when I when I start, this is a, a interesting trigger that I'll bring up here. It's kind of like when I think of oh, I got to figure something out business-wise. We got to figure something out, how to make this happen. Well, the first thing that comes to my head is, oh, you're not really good enough to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're only this or that, and you really only are really good at this, so you probably shouldn't even worry about doing that. And it really doesn't even make you feel good to do that. So why do that? You know, and then there's the other side of my brain that's going, oh, Listen to this old pattern, uh-huh. right? Listen to this trigger. So it was, it's ex, so I'm having to exercise hearing the thoughts and being an outsider looking You're observing in, your ob- thoughts. Observing yeah. those thoughts and making a conscious effort to be like, huh, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. 
right? You know, and then find some, and I might have to start with some really things that I might not believe to be true. (laughs) Like affirmations. Yeah, affirmations and change those. and, And I feel like the more that I work on that, then that's the thoughts. It's kind of like maybe, and this is going back to what we're reading, you know, maybe I'm getting more in a heart centered life or mm-hmm. heart centered place. And that's helping me control those thoughts better. Or even recognizing when negative thoughts are coming in that aren't serving me. And here's something I've been doing lately too, because we spend so much time talking about quieting the mind, mm-hmm. almost, you know, vilifying the mind. Oh, yeah. the mind gets us in trouble. Oh, those thoughts that, you know, race and we can't control them or that narrative in our head or whatever. And, and or even, or the ego, for example. Oh, well, that's the ego talking or the ego telling you you're not good enough would be that voice in your head talking about. But what I've started to do more and more, and, you know, this comes up with the topic of the heart is love those parts of myself or Uh, try to and I mean this is a work in progress for me but and that's an intention that I'm trying to do is realize you know what my mind is here though to help me navigate this world and I need it and I'm grateful for it I don't want it to control me I want to control it but I'm really grateful and for what it does for me and so show it that love for being there for you the same with the ego the ego is exactly what evokes a fight or flight response and things like that. It helps with self-preservation. And we need a lot of that stuff. Of course we do. That's and what so, we know. Yeah. The evil's what, not all bad. No, it's not bad. It's just if it, again, if it controls you, you instead of you controlling it. But then, exactly. So when you say I'm observing it, I think that's the first step. Yeah. Now the next step I'll try to challenge you this Valentine's Day is send that part of yourself love. Yeah. Not there yet. I'm going to uh-huh. after this like, podcast. You, you know see what I'm saying? Yes. Because even all right. Let's just peel that apart. Even if it's, um, and I know this isn't the case for you because you are good at math and keeping books. But even if it's, oh, I have to get my taxes ready, and I'm not good at that part of myself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's, you know what? Let me love the fact that my ego or mind or whatever is highlighting to me maybe the area where I should go hire an expert. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something in there. Find the good message in mm-hmm. it if it's mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that and that's the filter out the good from the bad parts of it. Um, oh, another thing I want to talk about here is that we're talking about the heart and finding the good and finding this kind of stuff. One thing that our, our conversation that Amy and I have had often is that sometimes there can be too much of a heart. Like the heart yeah. has to be in balance. Yeah. And when the heart gets out of balance and there's too much heart energy, I know that sounds weird to think too much heart energy, too much giving, too much being compassionate, too much empathy and that kind of stuff. Yes, that is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And that will show up sometimes in a lack of self-care, mm-hmm. right? Often. It's like always putting that other person before you and, you know, that doesn't work. And we um, glorify that. In our yes, society, we do. oh, she's so selfless. She always takes care of others before herself. Mm-hmm. Well, even that, try to balance. Like, yeah, balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. balance. I think we uh, there's actually again going back to heart math. Um, 
an article they have on this on overcaring or overcompassion or something. We reprinted it on our website over a year ago. So check that out too. If you go into our website and search heart math, you'll find that article or um, theirs. You can probably find it as well. And we'll, we'll link it in the show notes, that article. Cause it, I mean, or over rescuing. That is having to be the rest. This is this has been overgiving. Overgiving. This has been this has been a big lesson for me in recent years because, you know, you think that being selfless is is such an important quality, and you can wake up one day and realize you lost yourself, mm-hmm. though, because you weren't nurturing yourself along the way, and then as a result, you're not really helping anyone else. And again, are you doing those things for the ego of it or for the, I don't know. There's yeah. just a lot that goes into it. And the fact that even with giving in any way, giving and receiving is a dual energy. But I want right. to talk about giving too. We can put a pin in that because I want you to talk about like, so what does it look like? Like we talked a little bit about what it can look like if you're giving too much What or um, if your heart chakra or your heart is overly active what if it's underactive what can that look like well if it's underactive a lack of you'll find a lack of empathy lots of judgment Mm -hmm. to yourself and to others fear of intimacy and narcissism yeah so um we've all experienced that Mm -hmm. somewhere in our lives and and well first of all the judgment when we talk about judgment a lot i feel like most of us are are internally judging ourselves that's the only reason you would at judge somebody else right. is because you were first judging yourself. Yeah. And so the minute you catch yourself judging somebody, be like, Ooh, hold the phone, you know, be, be respectful of where people are in their lives and their space. And, and just pin up, you know, I, I sometimes have to say to myself, Oh, I thought you had gotten so good at this no judgment thing. And here it is pinning up again, or, you know, it's showing up again. And, um, so back yeah. off of it or what are you so internally what are you why are you judging that because mm-hmm. is it something that you feel like you actually do that you need to work on you know why are you why am I judging somebody else for something else uh-huh. I find that something that um, shows up or that I try and work on a lot and then what do you think about being hurt a lot and this just popped into Ooh, my this head is fascinating that you asked this because I had a dream last night that was so real and so vivid that it kind of woke me up in this state of like where I had to tell myself that that didn't happen oh. that's not real and it was really just like this is the funniest thing the dream I'm not going to give any names because it was all a bunch of people in my life mm-hmm. but it was like I was invited to two parties. This is in my dream. One, a party in the morning, and then there was a party in the evening. But the middle of the day was kind of not part of the party. Uh And this is all happening in dream, not in real life, right? (laughs) So there were two of us that were like, okay, we'll sit here, middle of the day, because the morning party was over. They said they were going to come out and hang out with us, so we'll wait for like the host of the party to come do that. And they weren't coming, and they weren't coming, and weren't coming. So me and the girl walked in, and we're like, the party's in here, and they didn't really tell us. Like, they didn't Mm -hmm. want us to come. Like, we weren't invited. They didn't include us. And we've done so much, and we weren't included. And so we left and decided that we possibly weren't going to come back for the evening party because our feelings were hurt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was in an Uber, and the Uber kept running in circles, and I couldn't find my luggage. All that's happening (laughs) in the dream, too. Yeah, so but it woke me up so much so going, oh, she this friend really didn't do that to me. 
you know, isn't that the weirdest? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm just totally that. Stephen, yeah. Stephen will call that a squirrel, Cheryl squirrel. No, but it <laughs> is kind of what I was talking about because, and it just popped into my head to throw that out there. So we must have needed to say that because I find myself, like you said, when you find yourself judging, you say, why am I doing this? I think I don't judge as much as maybe I get hurt. You hurt your, yeah. You know, my feelings, feelings get, get hurt when maybe they shouldn't or there's just something in there I need to see. And maybe that something is I need to give myself more of the love I'm hoping to get. From somebody from else. From someone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. And, you know, and that's, that's where I'm with it now. Like and release I release our to... expectations of others yeah. so much. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like sometimes we put people, I wouldn't say on pedestals, but we, we put them on a pedestal of what we expect them to do. I know we, we do that as parents mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And even as spouses, like I expect this. So if we release some of those expectations and just take in what happens and how the day goes out, then it gets better. Hi, it's Amy. If you're enjoying the content you're hearing on this podcast, then Cheryl and I hope that you'll go check out our website at inviblife.com. On the website, you will find tons of articles, our archive podcast, links to our social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all where you can find more information on curating the life you most want in order to live in vibe. We hope you'll check it out. Stephen and I often, as employers, look at our employees and try and decide where are their strengths, focus that that's the task they do, so that we don't expect something of them that they don't, that they're not going to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. So that we put people in the right place so they can really explode. But that's a you know, because sometimes we have in our head, oh, when this person comes in, I want them to do A, B, and C. Well, guess what? When they get there, they're not good at C. Mm-hmm. So we really need to have them do an A and B and really explode an A and B. Well, person over there was good at C. So it's like finding that, but I had to release my expectations that I wanted them to do C. Yeah. You know, and that's a journey to kind of release that and um, let people really blossom with who they are versus who I want them to be. Or love the parts of them, you know, getting back to the love, love the parts yeah. of them that are filling you yeah. in some way. Or yeah. instead of focusing on, well, she didn't include me in this, oh, but look at these three wonderful times we had together yes. and focus, focus on, on that. the, yeah, the yes. beauty of the relationship or the times when he or she does show you. Yep. A lot of love and affection. That's what I've been trying to do more. I can't say it's 100% worked for me (laughs) with everything. It does bring bring some peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Well, I think what's always hard is when you feel like maybe you love someone more than they love you, or you, someone is more important to you than you are to them. Although, there's no more or less love. There's more like I know all these things, but that's still, still, I think, where the hurt comes and yeah. you have to remind yourself yeah it's it's really not about me and all I can do for me is show myself what it is I'm needing to find and yeah. hope that it appears in other places yeah um so I think that we can't we would be shortchanging this podcast if we didn't talk 
I mean, Amy are, are really big going into the energetic field of the heart and love and all of that and um, the feelings of it. But we also need to address the physical part of it. Mm-hmm. And let's all, we'll also link this. You wrote an article on this too. You, Cheryl has written articles on exercises that will help balance each chakra system. And there is one on the heart as well. So go yes. check that out. But yeah. you'll cover a little bit of it here too. And once you look at it, uh, what you'll notice is the heart is really, if you looked at the body, it's in between your two shoulders, right? So what goes on in the hands and the arms is defect is affecting what is going on in the chest and the upper back between the shoulder blades. All that's kind of a piece of that puzzle. I feel like breathing is a big part of heart health. And that kind of goes to, you know, we all know we need to be exercising for heart health, not over exercising, but mm-hmm. exercising in a healthy manner. I'm not saying, you know, anti athletes there. I'm just kind of talking to the general term, the general person here. Mm-hmm. Um, I even listened to a podcast uh, from David Sinclair recently, um, who many of you may know David Sinclair. He's a longevity expert. Um, his book, um, I think it's Lifespan. Yes, his book. Lifespan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And I mean, really the nation's leading researcher on longevity and vitality. And even he, even though he believes even in a few minutes of high intensity training and interval training stuff, he says about three days a week, about every other day. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, So with that being said is the heart needs a balance Right. And so if you're overactive and I'm just thinking, if you think of like the physical, the front of the chest and the back of the back, if most of us are over, um, summits weak, summit strength, it just depends on the person active in the front of their body. And that creates a doming in the shoulders, the shoulders mm-hmm. rounding forward, which, which actually is kind of cutting off the heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not allowing the energy of the heart to be sent out. Mm-hmm. It could be a protection. Mm-hmm. from being hurt, right? And you want to protect yourself. So the shoulders will round forward. Our lifestyles also contribute to that. And just the fact that we walk on two feet, you know, we're walking forward. So the energy is always moving forward in the body. You have to counterbalance that and focus some energy into your back body as well so that you open your shoulders and open your chest and be open to giving and receiving love in that aspect. So making sure that we're doing our chest stretches. Uh, we're doing our cardio, right? To get the heart exercising. And the lungs. And the lungs. Yeah. And um, that we're doing sort of like, a, a, you know, maybe a yoga move, like a, a cobra. Mm-hmm. You know, finding some extension in the spine versus always being in so much flexion. We tend to be in a lot of flexion, which is the hunched forward position, mm-hmm. instead of arching and opening up our chest. We need to find a little bit more of that in our daily life because it's not natural to find extension in the upper back with any activities that we do. Unless we're maybe a tango dancer, but maybe a tango dancer is trying to find extension all day long. You know, a ballerina, they're finding it too. But like, say, the normal person who's driving around, sitting at the computer, you know, taking care of their house. Wearing a heavy purse on wearing, your shoulder, oh, all this stuff. Yeah. The backpacks that our children are wearing because they don't have lockers anymore is crazy, you know? That sort of thing. So we need to work in opposition so that we open that up. 
And talking about the hands and the arms being connected to this energy center on the body, you need to do hand stretches, arm stretches, hand strengthening. Yeah, I never you do know, that. What should I do? All that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if this is in the particular article that I have, but like even if you just sat and interlace your fingers uh-huh. like you're going to pray, and then take your pointer fingers up and then press into those pointer fingers. Ooh. Yeah, you can just kind of feel that. And then you switch yeah. and move to your middle fingers and Ooh, stretch them. Try this while you're listening. <laughs> yeah, and then do your ring finger, right? And then yeah. your pinky finger. It just, you know, those wow. sort of stretches, you know, and stretching your wrist, maybe spreading the webs in your hands, just spreading them. And you can kind of rub the webs together. That'll open it up. And anything you can do that, like, then take that hand and reach it out to where you can feel the chest sort of open. And you could bring the hands together and you're opening your upper back. You take your hands open, you're opening your chest. But just the connection of learning to feel how the hands are connected to the elbows, to the shoulders, to the heart, to the chest, to the upper back. Mm -hmm. And if you have pain or discomfort in this area, like maybe your upper back is bothering you or your shoulder, your chest or pec muscle or something, or your arm, tendonitis, that kind of stuff, you know, look at the rest of that sort of chakra or energy center from a 3D perspective. And what I'm meaning by 3D is, yes, we're gonna look at the muscle skeletal, balance it, stretch it, strengthen it where it needs to, what if you looked at the heart chakra? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what am I like? Am I, you know, do I have too much like over energy in this heart or do I have too little? Have I been hurt? Am I hurting someone? Am I not finding love in my relationships? Am I not slowing down and finding more gratitude in my day, which mm-hmm. I, is a direct tool to opening your heart yeah. chakra and living in that place. Is and that puts you gratitude. in the heart brain coherence yeah. too. That's the key tool. And so just to say this, like in speaking to the chakras and why the heart chakra gets so much attention and more and more all the time is it's the um, gateway between the lower chakra. Like we talk about the yeah. lower chakras, which are really um, survival and, um, kind of grounding you here on the earth. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a little more ego centered. Where the little bit more ego. Yeah. It, it's the survival, making sure you have shelter and food and your sense of identity and determination mm-hmm. and things like that. And then the higher chakras, which are getting you more connected to the spiritual plane and the higher self and, you know, even your brain in a way. Yeah. The heart is, the in. heart is the chakra between the two, um, energy yeah, the two, domains, like it, I guess. It kind of cuts the body in half. The, the lower heart. realm and the upper realm, and it, mm-hmm. it can transmute and pull that energy mm-hmm. too, which is another reason why the heart is so important, whether you're talking about physically or energetically. Yes, exactly. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's one of the only organs we can't live without. Like, mm-hmm. you know, without the heart. That's it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I mean, I think everyone is very aware of my and Amy's beliefs that, you know, the whole, the soul and the heart move on after mm-hmm. the physical body leaves this place. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to stay here a while. So. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, and because we've had a lot of podcasts about like the law of attraction and bringing things into your life. Since we're talking about the heart, let's talk a little bit about giving. Because you talked about giving a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that 
this is another place where something good can be bad, something bad can be good, and nothing is really good or bad, and so maybe I shouldn't even go here. But um, giving is a vote of confidence, really, that you have plenty in abundance, because you're only going to give if you think you have plenty to give, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you give, you're telling the universe, i trust in you. I believe in you. I have plenty. And from that mentality, you attract more to you. And I believe that so fully in my life and that it's been a part of my experience, um, whether it's giving in service or actual monetary giving or other giving, but even that needs to be balanced. Yeah. And, um, so I mean like both things, but just kind of do a little check in with yourself from time to time on giving and receiving. Yeah. Because just like you said, too much giving, whether it's of yourself, of your man or whatever, sometimes can be too much and out of balance, but too little. If you're having trouble calling things in and you're scared to give or help others, think about that too. And if monetarily giving isn't something you can do, pray for someone. Yeah. I mean, like you can find some way um, to give, to those around you. Right. I feel like um, sometimes the like you can have a feeling of lack. And right. that feeling of lack will decrease your wanting to give. Mm-hmm. Right. And so maybe check in with that. Which is natural. Oh, and, it's and totally this is natural. Where faith I'm comes not judging in. that. No, no, this is where faith comes in. I just want yeah. to, I think yeah. this is really probably a whole podcast one day. Yes. It's a very interesting yes. topic and it is counterintuitive. It's I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. the overgiving uh-huh. comes from a place of not wanting to fill yourself. Like I don't want to feel any hurt. I don't want to feel any pain and giving to these to this or that or these people or that if I give and I give and I give I don't ever have to sit down and feel any bad because that makes me feel good Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to do that right and and just look at so many places do that I know that sounds like what isn't that amazing for someone to just give and give and give but you know Life is about feeling and sometimes feeling those uncomfortable places. And it's about the energetic flow. The flow. And so look at the balance between giving and receiving Receiving. in your life. Because if you're not receiving and you're only giving, that's going to, that's not going to last. Whether it's physical or giving of monetary means, it all runs dry if if there's not a flow. But if you're hoping to receive and you're not giving... Yes. That's not going to happen either. Yes, totally, Mm -hmm. totally, totally, totally. Because the flow's Mm -hmm. being stopped, whether it's going out too much or in too much, not going out at all. You know, it has to be balanced. And I think that's part of like life's journey is Mm -hmm. constantly finding balance in our daily. And recheck in with yourself and Mm -hmm. all these different areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Wow. Well, Amy and I, we're sure we're going to have a whole lot to talk about. (laughs) I know. Boy, did we just like, you know, give, regurgitate everything we've ever heard. (laughs) And Stella too. She could feel, not Stella, uh, Fifi. If you're watching this, Fifi, uh, Amy's little French bulldog decided that she needed some extra heart energy and she came and sat in my lap during it. She is all heart. She is all heart. You know what? That's, I think... Animals, pets, uh, especially dogs. Amy and I are both little dog freaks. She has a cat too, uh-huh. but um, 
who slept they're, on my heart last night. They're <laughs> unconditional love, right? They're so amazing. Yeah. And they're not about only giving. Because their minds don't tell them not to love. No, right? you but, know? and they're con- it's a constant flow with them. Yeah. I mean, from give you love, give you love, give you love, and now take me for a walk, take me for a walk, take uh-huh. me for a walk. You know? So it's, it's, they're pretty awesome. I think it's a great place to get heart-centered is to have, you know, like this little Fifi giving you yeah. kisses. <laughs> right. You have your feet now, yes. Cheryl. Awesome. <laughs> Tell my mommy sometimes. She forgets. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we love doing this podcast, speaking of love. Yes. And we love um, the community we've created in doing it. So yes. please know we're grateful for you and sending love out to you. Yeah. And um, please share this with anyone else that you think would benefit from the information. And um, go leave us a review. That always helps us get more followers and more people listening, and it just helps us grow the community and get better guests and more information out there. So go on Instagram if you're not already following us or liking us at Invibe Life, and also send us a message about a topic you'd like to see or a guest you'd like to see. We're always welcome to those ideas, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.